That's why I have a podcast so we can give our own opinions. I mean, maybe someone else likes it, <laughs> okay, but I don't. Fair enough. And I'm not going to pull any punches here because my beer experience, I, I gained a lot of weight in the name of research for this beer. And it didn't really, it wasn't good bang for my buck. It wasn't worth it. No. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 247. The airport in Brussels sells more chocolate than any other single location on earth. We didn't even make it there, and we still put on 16 pounds. During this last two-month European adventure, we traveled through a lot of different areas from the fjords and the northern area of Norway, which got down to almost freezing, all the way to Georgia, which was 90, 95 degrees Fahrenheit, through Greece, where we were on the beach getting suntans, and then through dreary, rainy London and Scotland, although at times it was actually sunny. So we went and ran the gamut of weather and of temperature, and yet we still packed in only a carry-on. So a lot of people think it can't be done, but both Heather and I packed in only a carry-on across all these different climates and areas where we need a lot of different things. So it is possible. And if you're looking to pack in just a carry-on, the backpack that I recommend you check out is the Tortuga. So go on over to tortugabackpacks.com. Check out what they have. You can use the promo code EPOP. That's E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. And if we can do it on this crazy two-month adventure through basically all parts of Europe, you can do it too. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who has been waiting very, very patiently for the last hour, maybe two hours. Three hours, four hours. We woke up early this morning because of jet lag. I've been up since 6 a.m., and it's now noon, so I guess you could say I've been waiting for six hours to record this podcast. My wife and constant travel companion, Heather, who has been waiting, she says six hours. I had to get the notes straight. I had to add up the miles flown, the types of transportation. I had to go through all my memory bank and my little notes and everything because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't forgetting stuff because today, for this episode, what we're going to be doing is our European adventure It's a bad title, but European Adventure, (laughs) August, September 2016 recap of the last two months. And to fill them in, we got to tell you where we went. So if you haven't been following along with us on social media, A, shame on you. We actually put up some really good pictures. But if you haven't been following along, you don't know what we've been doing over the last two months. Give them a little bit of a rundown of what our itinerary looked like. Well, we started our trip off in Norway. On... August 1st, was it? Yes, August 1st. August 1st. I think something August 2nd we were landing there. Um, And then we were basically two weeks in the next following countries. So two weeks in Norway, two weeks in Georgia, two weeks in Greece, two weeks in the UK. Yeah. And if someone's listening to this and thinking, wait a second, they went Norway, Georgia, Greece, the UK. That's a very odd routing. Um, How we figured this out was we wanted to go to Norway to visit, as some of you know, Jason from Zero to Travel, good friend of ours. So we went to visit him for two weeks. My parents actually came with us. That's a story for another day. But spur of the moment, they decided to come to Norway with us for two weeks. But then we did something unique in that we didn't kind of make the most, uh, a trip that really made sense, right? And what we did was on this trip, we wanted to get back to traveling for traveling's sake and I said to Heath, why don't we each just pick a country we really want to go to? It doesn't have to be near each other. It doesn't have to be on the way. Let's just each pick a country. And so you pick Greece. 
I picked Georgia. So we figured it out. We went Norway, Georgia, Greece, and then we went to the UK. We had a wedding there September 10th. And then we spent another, you know, two, two and a half weeks there for the wedding going up to Scotland. And then here we are back in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, sitting in our home after what? We got back the 28th. So almost two full weeks or two months, full months. Two full months of, of being traveling. away, of traveling. And it was the first time in a long time that we've traveled and not done that much work. So it's been a little quiet around here and it was really, really great. And we're going to get into that. So what we're going to do today, recap, we're going to give out some superlatives, the best coffee Heather drank, the best beer we drank, you know, our favorite foods, our favorite places, our best experiences. And we're also going to start with giving you some of the stats of the trip. And that's why I was nerding out and that's why she sat here fairly patiently most <laughs> of the time. I mean, you do want to stay to the end because we are going to do the thing that most surprised us. And I, I'm, as we always do with this, I don't know the answers that Heather has. She doesn't know the answers that I have. So it's going to be a surprise to us as well. But we're going to release that at the very end. The most of surprising, course. unexpected thing. But start with the stats, some transportation stats for you first. So you have listed here that we only took five flights. Yeah. How is that possible? It seems New York so to, much more than New that. New York to Norway, Norway to Georgia, Georgia to Greece, Greece to the UK, and the UK back to I guess, New York. Yeah, it but, was only for these big portions that we flew. The rest, we did a lot of traveling over land and renting cars, which we're going to get to. So five flights, 11,735 miles flown. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Types of transportation. I guess this is where it gets a little mind-blowing. The different types of transportation. So we had 11 different types of transportation, including, obviously, a plane or five planes. Yeah. Buses. Trains. Trams, which are, you know, everyone knows what a tram is. I don't have to explain it. (laughs) Rental cars. We took taxis. Believe it or not, Travis let us take taxis. Not in Norway, though. You got to be kidding me. No, I don't think we took a single taxi in Norway, but we did in Georgia, we did in Greece, and we did in London, in England. Uh, We also rode in an old Soviet Jeep. Yeah, this happened two different times at one very specific time that that we'll talk about. Uh, We took a van. We rented a van in Georgia, well, a van and a driver who then became one of our best friends, Akko, who's awesome. But it was a Toyota or a Mitsubishi Delica, which is a 4 by 4 van that they only make in Japan, and then import to Georgia so that even though you're driving on the right side of the road, I guess here's a transportation tidbit, driving on the right side of the road, but the wheel is also on the right side. So you're driving on the outside. So you are... Feels a little strange. Yeah, you are driving on the shoulder with your passengers and sitting on the middle lane. But Hep, I drove that van. Don't you tell did. anyone. I drove that van and then I switched to driving a rental car in Scotland where I was driving on the left side of the road. So I went from right side of the road on the wrong side <laughs> compared to what we are, then to driving on the wrong side of the road, then to coming back here and now finally being on the right side and having the steering wheel in the normal place for us. Without any casualties. So, so far. So I've far. only driven once <laughs> since we've been back. We also took a Mashruka, which is a local bus like a in passenger <laughs> van that everyone crams into, more than 15 people. We uh, rented motorbikes in Greece. And we took a lot of trains and um, subway tube rides in England. In England. So 11 different types of transportation. We kind of gave you a rundown on what those are. We're not going to tell you exactly which countries where, you know, whatever. Uh, this is pretty fun, though. Places that we slept... Take a guess in your head before we tell you the answer. How many different places you think we slept in the roughly 58, 58 days. days that we were gone? Go take a guess. If you guessed. 23. Ding, ding, ding. You are a winner. We're going to run through these. We first were in Oslo and we slept in Jason from Zero to Travel's apartment for a, a while. A few nights. Then we got an Airbnb in Bergen to explore all the fjords. We stayed in a rustic, not rustic, it was actually really nice, but in the countryside in Angerdal, Norway, up in the middle of nowhere, we stayed in a really cool cabin that was a family friend of Jason's. We stayed at Jason's again, but then we went to an Airbnb in Georgia when we landed in Tbilisi. Yeah, we stayed in a cool Airbnb apartment. Then we went to a guest house in Signagi, Georgia. Um, for one night, thumbs down. Not a good, not a good guest house. A winery in Perioli. That's uh, obviously a thumbs up from you. So yes. it's a winery. 
Um, then we stayed in a guest house in Omalo in the mountains. We'll be hearing more about that uh, in the mountains of Georgia. Then we stayed at another guest house in Cosbegi in Georgia. For one night until we moved to Rooms Cosbegi, which I think is going to come up when we talk about best accommodations, but an awesome, awesome hotel in Georgia, in the Cosbegi region of Georgia. A not very nice guest house in Western Georgia. In this weird old Soviet town. It was a very strange experience. <laughs> then we did a night at a friend of ours who we met during this trip, Johnny's, in his country house. Again, we were in the middle of nowhere in the sticks <laughs> in this crazy country house that you would never, ever find and we could never even find again. But that was a cool experience. Talk about an authentic local experience. Absolutely. We stayed with his family and had a huge barbecue. It was just really, really Good cool. Good thing that we had the Delica to get us there. That's right. Then we spent two nights at Terrace Hotel back in Tbilisi. Uh, we flew to Athens and spent one night in the intercontinental of Athens, one day slash night, which I remember fondly only because the bed was so nice and the bathroom was nice and I was sick the whole day. So I was very thankful that we were in a really nice hotel the two that was comfortable. The places that you spent time, the bed and the bathroom were very nice. Yes. <laughs> and that's all I know about it. And I went in the pool for a dip. Yeah. And that and was okay. I, I got a pedicure. There you yeah. go. A nice hotel. Uh, then we went to Hotel Senia, which was on the island of Paros. We went then switched from Senia because it was all booked up because it's awesome to Paros Bay Hotel on the island of Paros as well. Then we moved to Santorini and we stayed at Memories. We went to the UK. We stayed with our buddy Bobby in London, a godsend because London's super expensive. We stayed with him. I forget how many Probably days. too many nights. It was for... supposed to be like two nights. It ended up being five. And then we stayed with him again before we flew out for another two nights. So thank you, Bobby. Uh, at least a week in his apartment, which was awesome. Then we stayed with our friend Maria at her house in the Cotswolds. Morton in Marsh. Does it get more proper or prim and proper than that? Morton in Marsh in the Cotswolds. Lovely place. And both their names starts with M, her and her fiance. So it's M-M in Morton in Marsh. Mm -hmm. There you Perfect. go. Perfect. Um, we did an Airbnb in Edinburgh, Scotland. We stayed in a wigwam in Skye. Then we went to a hostel for one night in Oban, Scotland. Thumbs down. Oh, major thumbs down. But it was a hostel. So it's kind of cool. We did a hostel again. Mm, yeah. Made someone happy. Not me. <laughs> then we stayed at a Holiday Inn Express in Glasgow. Which is great. Thanks. Well, based on points, um, we did one night in an apartment in a, in a cottage in a town called Panel, which if you've never heard of, neither has anyone else. That is near York in England. And we got there just because our friend Maria's family's from there. And she's like, you should come visit me here. And we spent one night there. So pretty funny that we were in this off remote the path, remote town. town in the but UK. But beautiful as are all little towns in the UK. Then we went back to Bobby's apartment before we flew home. Yeah. So, so there we you go. stayed with friends a lot on this trip, which was super nice. Yeah. And the, most of the places that we paid for were in places that were cheaper, like um, Georgia, obviously a pretty cheap country. Greece, uh, you know, cheaper. Um, and we did, yeah. We It was great staying with friends. We also used our hotel points a few times. So just a great way to cut costs, obviously, staying with friends and or using hotel points. And we did a lot of that during this trip. Shout out. Thank you to everyone who let us stay with us. <laughs> yeah, we actually have money coming home from this trip then. All right. We're going to get into kind of the uh, the real fun part here because we're going to be talking a lot about food and experiences. But before we talk about food, I think we should tell the people, everyone listening, <laughs> in two months, the how many gritty. pounds... Did we gain? Yeah, the real deal here. We have listed here 16.4 total pounds between the two of us. And we're not going to say who gained <laughs> what, but suffice to say, a lot of my shirts are getting pretty tight. <laughs> suffice it to say, we had a really good time eating anything we wanted. Eating anything we wanted, which gets into one of the favorite things for Heather to eat, fish and chips, and the amount of times that Heather ate fish and chips in 58 days. <laughs> Seven times. Twice in Norway. Seven times. And five in the UK, which is so many times because I don't think I really eat it too much here in the US. 
I mean, sometimes like if we're at the beach or something, I will get fish and chips, but it's not something I typically Our eat. one friend, Martin, um, uh, from England, was making fun of Heather because she constantly wanted to go get fish and chips. And to your credit, I mean, I love fish and chips. I just don't love them as much as you. But seven times, it's 58 times. days, uh, mm-hmm. it's like... Considering that five of those times were in a two and a half week period. Right, right. You really picked up the pace towards the end of the trip with yeah. your fish and chips. Um, I was a pretty, I, I kept this pretty steady the whole trip. And the thing that I like to eat, ice cream. And I ate ice cream 18 different times in 58 <laughs> days, which actually looking back on it. It's not that bad. Not as much as I thought, but four Although times. sometimes you ate it twice in one day. Well, yeah. I mean, how it broke down, um, four times in Norway. Four, so Georgia really hurt because I only had ice cream four times in two and a half weeks. You know, not as much ice cream. But then we got to Greece and I made up for it because I ate it six times in Paros and we were only there six days, right? Five days. We were averaging at yeah. least once a day in Paros, twice in Santorini, and then only two times in the UK. So 18 different times I ate ice cream. Heather did not eat ice cream near as much as me, which is probably why I gained the majority of the 16.4 <laughs> pounds. But another reason we gained a lot of weight was that the food, I mean, ice cream aside, fish and chips aside, the food was just so awesome during the trip. Now, if you're listening, I've been getting a lot of flack from people uh, when we had our meetup in the UK and, and people were on social media, which is great. Keep giving me flack. I love interacting anyway. But I have been a, um, you know, a proponent, not a proponent of UK food. I've been kind of a critic yeah, of a the harsh food, critic. a harsh critic of the, the food, food in, the in the UK. But thankfully, we didn't spend our whole time in the UK because I haven't really changed my tune too much. But we did spend some awesome time in Georgia and Greece, two countries really known for their food. Um, and, you know, we had, we had some good food in Norway and stuff like that. So we're going to get into the best food. And we had each other narrow it down to the three best foods that we ate the whole time. But I already cheated because I put four down. I have four also. All right, there we go. Yeah, See, we don't I even knew know you were going to cheat. I knew you were going to cheat, so I already. All right, put so start down with your number four, the best food, the fourth best food oh, that you had this time. The fourth best food. Okay, so you give England a lot of harsh criticism for not having good food, and while I can't say that I love, you know, bangers and mash, but I do love Indian food, and it, Indian food you can find everywhere. It's very prominent in the UK, and I had the best butter chicken. When we were in Morton and Marsh, of all places in the Cotswolds, and it, it was seriously probably the best butter chicken I've ever had. Yeah. So here's my thing with food. It was great in the UK is that it's not that I think the food is bad in the UK. And I'm going to keep coming back and I'm going to keep asking people to take me to places so that we can get past this. I love eating. <laughs> I love the UK. I'll keep coming back just for you to hopefully convince me that the food in the UK isn't that bad. Here's the thing. The best food I ever have in the UK is non-British food. So it's more that I'm a critic of British food than I am of food in the UK. Because I will agree that we ate a ton of Indian. We went for an Indian, as they say, (laughs) multiple times in the UK. And most of the time, it was really, really good. In in fact, I was like, I could have went almost every night because I was just really digging it. Um, and, And better than a lot of the Indian that we have here in the States. So love the Indian food. Just don't, uh, you know, just don't really love the actual British food. So that's what I'm a critic of. So, you know, tweet angry tweets, angry Instagram messages, <laughs> tongue in cheek Instagram messages. You did, you did have a good meat pie. I finally did have a pretty decent meat pie in York, thanks to our friend Elise, who sent us to an awesome, awesome pub um, called the, I cannot remember, I'll have to look it up, but a really great um, pub in York. It's like the wandering, no, no, no the madhouse or something. I can't remember what it um, is either, but, but we're ha- on food, not pubs. I had a decent meat pie, um, but that was like the best thing I ate British food the whole time, and it definitely is not on my best food list, because my number four is, again, kind of cheating, because I'm throwing a few in here, the breakfast buffet plus oh my the dinner that we had <laughs> at Hotel Senia on the island of Paros in Greece. First off, the breakfast buffet was crazy good. I'm really glad we left after three days. I would have put on more than 16.4 pounds. Well, you didn't put on 16.4 okay. pounds. I would have put on 16.4 pounds on my <laughs> on your own, own. Because they had just had the most amazing cakes and like 
Oh, the breakfast buffet was to die for. It was good. It was. I forgot kind of about that when I was making this list. The food was so good that we then went back for dinner our last night in Paros. Even you know, it's not just for the hotel guests, but we went back and we talked about this in our destination diary on Paros. So go listen to that if you want more information on the island of Paros. But I had this awesome grilled squid dish at um, Hotel Senia, and it was fantastic. And it was only nine euros, which is way cheaper than a lot of the other restaurants. It was the best. Uh, squid that I had the whole time, best grilled squid. So that was my number four breakfast buffet plus the extra stuff that we got at Senia. Yeah, Senia had great food. Um, my number three, I mean, kind of includes Hotel Senia, but it's basically a genre of food, which is any and all Greek salads that you get in Greece. Because they're not even like oh, Greek you're salads. Too. You're kind of well. Right. It's not your typical Greek salad. Where in the U.S. you get a Greek salad and it comes with a lot of of lettuce or greens of some sort. But no, in Greece it's just a ton of feta cheese, yeah, onions, so good. tomatoes, cucumbers, oil. Sometimes they put capers on, but it's more like it's just fresh and awesome. It's fresh and awesome and it has these just the best feta cheese and huge chunks of feta cheese. Yeah, I'm going to hop in here because my number three is calamari and fresh Greek salad from Afros. Well, you actually didn't really let me finish my number oh, three because I did You just say, said it was a whole... I said Greek salad with Mari's. <laughs> okay. So let's just jump into my three then. From Afros on the island of Santorini, we went twice in two days. It was incredible. They had the best calamaris we ate the whole time and we sampled a lot of calamaris. They were I, I love when they're not heavily battered and they're just lightly battered. They were fantastic. So good. Bonus, they have beach um beach chairs and beach umbrellas which you can use for free. So you just sit there, they'll bring it to you like sitting at the beach, swimming, hopping out, and going and getting calamaris and um and this amazing fresh Greek salad. So Afros, um, right there in Parissa on the island of Santorini. Go check it out. It is absolutely fantastic. It was great. My number two, I guess we're on to me now. My number two is the first evening meal that we had in Georgia, which was so good. What was the name of that restaurant? Do you remember? Abajori. Abajori. We we're got, tracking together here because that's my number two. Is it your number two? So go ahead. Okay. So our number two, we went there. We had looked it up. Someone recommended to it recommended it to us or it was on TripAdvisor or something. It was on TripAdvisor, I think. And I it's, it. it's, first of all, it's really cute and romantic and you kind of, it's in the old part of Tbilisi and so you walk up to it and it's like kind of back in an alleyway and then you go up these stairs and it has just this really cool restaurant with old furniture and is really vintage and then they have the best food that we ate. Just really fresh. Well, I guess not the best because it's number oh, well, two. Yeah, but best, right. in, best Georgia. in Georgia. Here's best the thing. Georgia. Here was the hard part about picking this is that all the food we ate in Georgia was so dang good that yeah. I had to single out one thing to just be Encapsulate. encapsulated because we ate a lot in people's houses. I mean, l go listen to our Destination Diary episode on Georgia. We talk a lot about the food. I'm not going to get into it all here, but... The Abajuri, great restaurant, and in specific, the two things that we had there that were so amazing was the hachipori on a spit, which is basically cheesy bread that then they roast over an open fire on a spit, and it just, it's as good as it sounds. It's better than it sounds. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's absolutely delicious. And then we had the chicken kebabs, which again, they roast over a spit, and the chicken, I love chicken. I make chicken at home. I think I'm pretty good at making chicken. So it's Heather. This was so moist, and the flavor was so great. Go to Abajuri and Tbilisi, get the hachipuri on a spit, get the chicken kebab. It was incredible. It it could have been my number one. It's like 1A, 1B here. Yeah, it was for that sure. good. Yeah, it was really, really good. So but getting to your then 1A or your number one. A, um, my number one was on the island of Santorini. We went to this place called Mataxi Moss, and it was like a Greek taverna, and it was just so good. And everyone says to go there. Everyone like, says it's really good. If you look up good. best restaurants, people are all saying go to Matashi. You have Mas. to get a reservation. I mean, we were able to walk in because we went at a very weird time. It was like 4.30 in the afternoon. So it was before yeah. dinner. But they have amazing views there. It's not in Oya. It's not, you know, in, in Thera in any of the main towns. It's kind of in a really weird place in the middle mountain. of the mountain. But it kind of makes it even cooler. And you can see a really nice view from there. 
and the food was just incredible. We had, we started with Well, what this, did you specifically like? Because you actually didn't like your main course there. So I'm surprised you put this as number one because you got steamed, mu- or you got... I got grilled mussels, grilled mussels because they were, them all. they were out of the steamed mussels, which, you know, I would have preferred to have the steamed mussels. I didn't like the grilled mussels, but everything else was so good. I mean, we started out with this appetizer of feta cheese, deep fried, in fi- covered in phyllo dough and deep fried with honey and sesame seeds. I'm dreaming about it right now. My mouth is salivating. I have to make this and eat it again, maybe tonight because it was so good. And then 16. we also 16.4 pounds to lose. I don't know how much of that we're going to be eating tonight. <laughs> and then we also had this baked eggplant dish, which was a little healthier because it wasn't deep fried. It was just grilled eggplant and then it had, you know, cheese and tomato sauce. And that was fantastic too. It was just so good. Yeah. One of the reasons I gained weight is that Heather didn't eat her grilled mussels. So I ate them. And then I also ate my main course on top of everything she just mentioned and the bread and all that. I then at Matoximas ate my main course, which was pork belly and a bunch of fries too. Yeah, that was um, good. That was delicious. So, yeah, their fried potatoes. Everything was so the good. The fried potatoes were incredible. They yeah. might've been the best fried. Actually, if I was just picking like well, we are picking one food, so maybe I should have thought about this, but I forgot. <laughs> but that was one of the best just foods, like straight up their fried potatoes were incredible there um, at Metoximas. Metoximas, not my number one, though, because my number one is a place that I ate more often than anywhere else other than the gelato place that I ate that was right next to this place. So this was like, oh, just a bang bang of two great places. This was called Steakhouse on the island of Paros. It's just a little, uh, it's not a takeout. I mean, you could sit in or you can take out, but they just have quick food. They have kebabs um, and and gyros. Uh, you know, you say gyros, gyros. I'm saying gyros. I think that's how you say. Um, steakhouse gyro on the island of Paros. This was the best gyro we had gotten anywhere. I loved it. I tested like three or four other ones out. Again, 16.4 pounds. <laughs> um, how and, many times uh, did we eat at Steakhouse? I ate- Three times? Four times there in six days, and we didn't know about it the first day, basically. <laughs> so um, it was just really good. I mean, we're talking two euros twenty. I think yeah, it was cheap and just a full, awesome euro full of meat. Have the French fries in it. Awesome amounts of sauce, like good amount of sauce. Yogurt Sometimes it's too dry. And yeah, and uh, it was, the people it were was nice really there. Delicious. And I would just grab it and eat it, and it was just awesome. And it's my number one. Wow. I gotta say though. Really quickly, too. Then we'll move on. Georgia, one of the things I loved in Georgia, and I, I kind of forgot about this, was if you're looking for a specific food, I mean, you eat the hachipuri for sure. That's the cheesy bread. You eat all the fresh fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, you eat all the meats. You're going to eat everything there. But one of my favorite things, I forget the name um, in my six hours of research, I forgot to remember the name, of the <laughs> eggplant with walnut sauce on top of oh, it. Oh, yeah. And that was something that I didn't think I would really love. I, I didn't used to think I liked eggplant. Now I love it. But it is an awesome dish. They have it everywhere. So check that out if you're going through Georgia. And again, you can check out our Destination Diary podcast where we go much more in depth in Georgia. But one of the best things about Georgia, besides the wine, besides the amazing people, besides the views, is the food. So, um, staying on food really quickly, best dessert of the entire trip. So, my favorite dessert, which I'm sure will probably be yours as well, was the... I have two. I'm cheating again. Oh, my gosh. Well, considering that I know one is going to be both of ours, I'll say it. That is the gelato on Paros at Vanilla. They have two locations. One is right next to Steakhouse. And the other one is inside the labyrinth of the maze, you know, of the old city and of Perikia, not Paros, Perikia, the port town. It was so good. And I guess our favorite one probably was the... Yeah, I was going to say, I have a berry, specific flavor. Like the forest berries in yogurt. Yeah, the yogurt. So that's pretty healthy, actually. Yogurt, yeah. <laughs> healthier than the other ones. Uh, not if you eat it twice a day like I was doing. In Obvi- a homemade waffle cone. Obviously, it speaks for itself that's not healthy. Um, seeing as the results. But yogurt with fresh forest berry gelato from Vanilla and Paros. I would eat it every day if it was near me. And that would be bad. Yeah, so good, good thing, thing we left we the island of Paros. Paros. I have another dessert. I got to give a great shout out here. This is something that I, I would have eaten more of had it been appropriate at the time. But I felt a little embarrassed because we were at a family dinner in Angerdahl. So out in the middle of nowhere, Norway, we were at Jason... Um, oh, and his yeah. wife's family, so Jason's in-laws out there, and his um, his mother-in-law made a fantastic dinner for us. And they had this dessert 
that he just texted me and told me that it was called Multi Cream. Ah. No idea if I'm pronouncing that right. Multi Cream. And it is cloudberries. So cloudberries are these local berry. Local berry, but it's this cloudberries with whipped cream. It's it's homemade whipped cream. Yeah, it's like a homemade whipped cream. cream. With these cloud berries in it, and it's just—I don't know. It's—it's it's awesome. I would have eaten the whole what? thing of it, but I felt really embarrassed. And she kept asking me if I wanted more, and so like I kind of took a <laughs> scoop, and I was looking and ate some more. I have to say that I forgot about that whole evening, and that should be at least an honorable mention. I was out of best meals—the meal that Jason's mother-in-law made us because she made us like a whole roasted pork. It was pork, right? No, it was lamb. lamb. It was lamb. They roasted have a sheep lamb. Farm. Sorry. It was roasted lamb, but then she made that also a berry, like instead of... Tutuba. It's, tutuba. It's American have, Americans have cranberry sauce. Norwegians have tutuba, and it is insanely good. I mean, and of course, in the name of research, the next day, then I had to try tutuba ice cream, which I did, which was did one of the times. Did you include that in the many times and you ate ice yeah, cream? Yeah, I did. And yeah, that's included in one of those 18 or what was it? <laughs> one of those 18 times, yeah, was the tutuba ice cream, which was fantastic. So if you get a chance, if you're in Norway, grab tutuba. Um, yeah, but the, the multi cream was awesome as well. Um, all right, moving from best dessert, best coffee. And this is one that only Heather can speak to because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> so the best coffee I had was in Norway. When we were staying in Bergen, I just Googled. I put in coffee shops into Google Maps and found a few. And I happened upon this one called Blom, B-L-O-M. And it's right next to the university, which is probably why it's so delicious because lots of students go there. And it just was the best cappuccino I had on the whole trip. So speak. All right. Let's let's talk coffee in generalities because it's always fun to stare at sure. places. Um, we'll go through all five countries and because we're going to be talking about beer next, and I okay. love to stereotype. Beer. All right, coffee in Norway, above average, below average, average. I would say above average in Norway because there is a huge coffee culture there. There are a lot of coffee shops, so I could get pretty good coffee anywhere we were. Georgia. Um, yeah, I didn't What's have the, great Did you drink coffee. much coffee? I had Turkish coffee the first day. Ooh, and that I actually liked, I remember. likes Turkish coffee. Have, I don't know why, because like they put sugar, sugar in it. Um, but as far as coffee shops, they didn't make great cappuccinos. I mean, you could find espresso, but as far as like the craft type of coffee that I like, it was okay. I would so say below average. Below average. Greece. Below average. Yeah, you're having a hard time finding good coffee in Greece. Yeah, well, I mean, we were in the islands, and so I don't think that they really have the type of coffee culture because it's not that sustainable. People are on vacation. They're not sure. really hanging out in coffee shops The UK. Or, or can we? should we split up England and Scotland, well, or is that pretty similar? Say the UK, I would say above average. I had some good coffees in London. I had some good coffee in Scotland. And one of my favorites in London was... Um, Bean, what? Beanie, Beanie Green. Beanie Green. Yeah. So it was right outside of Liverpool Station. I went up the steps and there was a coffee spot. And I, we were on our way somewhere else. And I'm like, Trav, just wait a minute. I'm going to grab a coffee here. And it was really delicious. It's a, it actually, I was looking it up. It's an Australian coffee shop. All right. So best ones, Blom in Bergen, Norway, and Beanie Green in London, right by Liverpool Street Station right yes. there in London. Okay, cool. Um, we can get into beer, and Heather drinks as much beer as I do now, which is awesome, so we can both speak about beer. Yeah. But according to my Untapped, which if you don't have the Untapped app, it's really cool. Uh, you can track all the beers you drank. According to my Untapped app, I had 43 different beers on this trip. Wow. Did you put them all in? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I definitely had more than 43 because there were some that were just so bad I just didn't put in or I just didn't care about. Right. So 43, probably closer to 50, 55 different beers. I tried a lot of different beers in these two months. And saying that you're the best beer out of these five countries that we were at is a little bit of faint praise because for the most part... The beer in these places is pretty crap. Um, that's not to say that the ones wow. I'm going to mention. No, it's they're true. not known for craft beer. Yeah, it's not good to yeah. me. I mean, that's uh, this yeah. is that's why I have a podcast. So we can give our own opinions. I mean, maybe <laughs> someone else likes it, <laughs> okay, but I don't. Fair enough. And I'm not going to pull any punches here because my beer experience. 
I, I gained a lot of weight in the name of research for this beer, and it didn't really. It wasn't good bang it wasn't for my worth buck. It. No, because I mean, we're talking Norway, awful beer. Um, you know, and it's super, super expensive. You can buy some craft beer, and I will tell. I'm going to give you some of my favorites in just a second. But one of the ones I had in Norway ended up being one of my favorite beers. But we tried a lot, Jason and I, and it's just not a good beer drinking scene. Uh, the craft beers they have aren't that great. It's really expensive to get craft beer. So not a good drink, beer drinking experience. Georgia, the uh, beer is like just, I mean, light Pilsner type. Yeah, There's no craft beer. Yeah, it doesn't exist. It's like yeah. drinking a little bit better Coors Light mostly. Uh, so we didn't drink actually a lot of beer. But it's a wine country. It's so we were country. happy to drink lots of Greece, wine. Greece, nothing. I can't think of any good beer I had in Greece the whole time, except shout out um, I do have this written down to Santorini Brewing Co. Their craft beer place on the island of Santorini, obviously. To be fair, it was run by Americans. Well, so. Yeah, one American <laughs> yeah, and some other people. Um, and it was pretty decent. I mean, it's not it's not one of the best beers, but it was pretty good for what we had. And at that point, I was craving something that was okay. Mm-hmm. So Santorini Beer Co., go check it out. Definitely worth grabbing one or two. Um, then we got to the UK and, uh, I'm a critic of UK food. I'm also a critic of UK craft beer. It's just not near as good. Now I sampled a ton and I came away with a few winners. So there is something there, but as a whole, I just, I hate the Cascales. I hate the warm beer. Um, you know, I'm a big IPA guy. You're a big IPA girl. Like that's what we like. Um, we also like sours and yeah, we, try we like some, some sours, try some too. porters. But um, as a whole, the craft beer scene, to, to be fair, is lagging much behind the US, which is probably the leader in the craft beer scene. So it makes sense. But um, I, I did try some good ones. So now, you know, get get off my little pedestal here. Okay. And we're time to give some Shout credit them out. where crowd, credit is due. Popels, P O P P E L S Brewery from Sweden had a double IPA that we got in Oslo that both you, I, A.D., Jason's wife, and Jason all really, really loved. Out of five, I think we all gave it like a four and a half, four yeah, point five. It was a good, good beer. Really good. So if you're looking for a good double IPA and you can get Popels, that's the best one we had for sure when we were in um, Scandinavia. Uh, the two other ones we had while we were in the UK, and Bloody Notorious is a double IPA from Beavertown Brewing Company. In fact, Beavertown is it's a one pretty of, good brewery. Yeah, they had a Bloody L, which is their single IPA with Blood Orange, which was aw- which was very good. And then this Bloody Notorious was a double IPA that they did with a collaboration with a with a company uh, with Boneyard Brewing in Oregon, which was their Bloody Hell, their Blood Orange one, just amped up even more. It was awesome. Uh, we had that at. The uh, at the pub that I cannot remember in York, and then I found it again. Uh, so really, really good. And then the last day, we were down in Borough Market, and we were sampling some some good IPAs with uh, with EPOP fans, uh, Natasha and Tim, uh, and their family, which was really, really fun time. And they actually bought me this beer, so shout out, thanks, guys. Uh, I know you're listening. Um, Patrons Project Coffee Porter from the Northern Monk Brewery. And someone had told me, check out Northern Monk. Actually, the bartender there said, they do good stuff. Don't usually love porters. Don't drink coffee. This beer was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was really good. I also had a few good beers. The one that I had from St. Andrew's Brewing and Distillery, which is up in Scotland. That was a great oh, IPA. Yeah, that was a good IPA. Really, really, really good. And then the Which, other... Which, should we tell people, you popped on the car ride as we were driving around. You're like, eh, I'm just going to open a beer. I mean, you weren't, you weren't driving. Okay. I was driving. Okay. No, I popped it when we were s- sitting by the side of the road having a snack, a picnic lunch, and I didn't finish it. So I drank the last four sips as we pulled away. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway, anyway, you were drinking while we were driving, but it's allowed there. Uh, I mean, you weren't driving. It yeah. was just funny to our American sensibilities yeah. that you were like drinking as I was driving. Yeah. Also funny that then the last day we were just drinking beers walking down the street. I know a lot of countries can do that, but it's always surprising to us. And yeah, always we were liberating. doing that in London. It was really fun. Yeah. And another brewery I liked was the Magic... Magic Round. Magic Round, is that what it was called? I think so. We'll have to look it up. But anyway, that was also a UK brewery, and that was good. I liked, I had a grapefruit IPA, and then I had their regular IPA, and both of them were really decent. So you can find good craft beer. It's just not as, 
I guess, ubiquitous. It, you can't, it's not as easy to find. You have to slog through a lot of stuff to get it, but that's fine. That's fine. That's and, the fun um, of it, right? Yeah, I mean. And if it, you're looking to gain a few pounds, then it's a good way to go. It's called Magic Rock Brewing. Magic and it, Rock. And it is, it's out yeah. of that Yorkshire area. Um in the UK and and I did just look up where we went and it's called the House of Trembling Madness. Yes. One of my of favorite Trembling pubs Madness. in the whole world. Great food really as I said. Really cool. Super old. It was the building is built in the 1180. And it's hard to find. Yeah. It's up above a craft beer place. I think they own both, but it's like in the rafters. Really good um, meat pie. So there you go, British food, best British food I had. And uh, they've got like 500 beers. And they also have like um, a liquor store down below. And they have 160 gins and a bunch of other stuff. So um, House of Trembling Madness. Yeah, check that out. All right. So so there we go. Best beers. It's time to move on. We're going to get into our accommodations and then our experiences now. We're done the food part. Okay. You guys know, I mean, this is why we love food. We love drinking. We love coffee. We love ice cream. We love all that. Um, Don't love the 16 and a half pounds, but that'll be coming off now that we're home. But let's talk about accommodations. Um, And because we stay in some really, really cool places. So your best accommodations. I have four. Okay, you have four. So some of my favorite accommodations, are we going from four yeah, to go one Yeah, going from four again? to one. Count down to one, of course. So I guess number four, I would have to say, um, sorry, I didn't write them out. <laughs> All that All right, time and I wasn't so, prepared. Okay, yeah. Just a oh, second. <laughs> so uh, yeah, misprepared for six hours. <laughs> isn't really prepared but look who's got his notes all in order it might have taken me six hours no i have two i don't have four i, did, right, I didn't I'll realize you were doing two number four <laughs> wigwam in sky um it wasn't a real true wigwam it was made from a kit because we saw a bunch of other ones in the island of sky um but it it was cool it's like it was like a little dome it looked it was like a wigwam made out of wood but it was like new wood yeah it was like a kit place and to be fair that would have been on my list the wigwam as well it was just cool it was really cool and being on sky i think made it cool as well because that's an awesome place yeah so when the rain was pounding down um it was it was really cool to sleep with so wigwam and sky my number four number three was the cabin in angerdahl that we mentioned um, out in the middle of nowhere in Norway that we stayed with Jason's in-laws up there. And one, not only was it a really cool cabin with great views and a place that you would never stay on your own, which is always fun because it's super authentic. But what I loved about it, the thing I loved the most about it and why it's on this list is that it had a sod roof. Yeah, I've always wanted to always stay in a place in. that had a sod roof. And uh, there's no shortage of them in Norway. So if you head there, you can do it. But it was just really cool. It was a really, really cool place. I guess since I'm thinking about it, I could shout out for a number three for me, which would have been Hotel or Guest House Sheena in Omalo because it's when we drove up into the mountains and we had no idea what to expect. We didn't research this place. Our friend Johnny told us to book it. And it was really nice. It was beautiful. And the beds were so comfortable and cozy with really nice duvets. And it got really cold at night there. So just being able to have a comfortable, cozy place to sleep was I was going to put that on my list. And I don't know why I forgot. But it was probably because we had so many cool accommodations. But it was awesome. And uh, when you're in a town of 100 people and there's only two places to pick... Uh, really glad we picked or Hotel Sheena, and it is. It's awesome, and the food was really good there. Yeah, it was the buffet a great breakfast and, and the dinners. Oh man, go to Omalo. Listen to our Destination Diary Georgia episode. Go to Omalo. Stay at Guest House. Stay at Sheena. Guest House Sheena. Um, my number two was Rooms Cosbegi in Cosbegi okay. in Georgia, yep. and we talk about this in the Destination Diary episode. We go at length about it, but it is awesome interior they've styled it really cool and you have one of the best views in the world because you're looking up at um Cusbegi mountain the second biggest highest peak in europe if you consider georgia europe who knows <laughs> um and just really cool and uh we it's about it was 140 bucks we got it for 70 because our buddy akko the driver got us a discounted rate because he knows everyone but well worth spoiling yourself yeah it's absolutely fantastic i mean it's my Number, I think our number one and two are going to be the same. So yeah, yeah. Number yeah. one was Hotel Senia yeah. in Paros, and number two is Rooms Cosme. But again, it's one A, one B, one A, one B. Because I said in our Georgia podcast that Hotels Cosbegi was probably my favorite place I've ever stayed at because it's so unique and eclectic. But Hotel Senia is at the beach in Greece, which for me trumps anything because I love the beach. And Hotel Senia was just an awesome, fantastic accommodation. 
loved it. Loved it, yeah. loved it. And both of those are talked more about in our Destination Diary episodes of those respective places, the Paris one and the Georgia one. Top three experiences overall. And this was, I'm cheating again because now I have four. But I mean, Heather made me pick, we were going through what we should pick and it's like best experiences, <laughs> best day. I, I mean, it was hard, yeah. but let's just go through these. Our best, top three best experiences. I have four. Okay. Um, well, I'm just going to go with three. So, but, so you should go first then, I guess. My number four, and the only reason this isn't higher is because you were sick this day, so I didn't get to experience it with yeah. you. Oh, that's sweet. Um, was hiking to Gurgetti Monastery in Kuzbegi. So we said that Rooms Kuzbegi had an awesome view because you're looking at Kuzbegi Mountain, you're looking at Gurgetti Monastery, and the hike up was magical. It was only 45 minutes, you know, an hour if you're really taking your time, but it was just... It was stunning, this hike. It's unfortunately, really Heather didn't get beautiful. to do it with I me because she was sick. Yeah, but fortunately, you can drive up there if you have a 4 by 4 which we did. The the trusty old... Delica. Delica got me up there with Akko because I was so sick that day. I had no energy um, for the hike, but it, it was really gorgeous. And if I hadn't been sick like eight times while we were on top of that mountain... I probably would have enjoyed it even more. So it's one of the most stunning things we've ever seen. So hiking yeah, up to really, it was really, really cool. cool. And then when you're at the bottom, you can look up and say like, "Whoa, I hiked up there," even though it's not that hard. But yeah. it's it, you know, it gets you sweating. So my, I guess number three best experience was driving up to Omalo that first day with Akko in the Delica because we had only known Akko a day at this point, and you know, so it's like you never know what you're gonna get when you hire a driver he could not speak he or she could not speak english it could just not be a very fun situation but fortunately it was just so great that aqua was this amazing person and then we start going up this mountain which i had no idea what to expect i mean immediately we leave the 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 winery we were staying at 20 minutes later, we're on dirt roads going the up. The third most dangerous road in the world or whatever they call it. And we're stopping. And because Akko knows everyone, we stopped four times in a, what should be a three-hour journey. It took us five and a half hours. We were given bottles of wine. We were drinking out of people's five-gallon buckets of <laughs> wine. We were given cucumbers. We were given pieces of whole chicken. We were given cheese. We were given bread. It, it was, was insane. It was just so unexpected and awesome at the same time. It blew my mind away. It was really just a fun day and a, and a memory that I will cherish forever. As we keep saying about Georgia, if you want authentic experiences, you can't go here and not have those things happen to you. Now, did we have them happen to us more often because of the fact that we were with Akko? Yes, but we're going to lead into some of the times that we weren't with someone to help us like have these experiences and it happened anyway so i'm with you that was that's going to come up on my best experiences uh a little closer to the top oh, okay. my number three is scootering around paros and uh, it's just you know we were not really loving greece and if you listen to our destination diary ones about this we're kind of talking about, we weren't loving it the first couple of days we got there um don't shake your head and say no we both said we're probably gonna have to say that this is just an average destination and because we weren't eating that great of food, which was changed. Because, we had, but once we got a scooter and once we started exploring, I mean, it really took off, and it was a lot more fun. And just scootering around the islands is just a sense of freedom. I love getting motor scooters and going wherever you want. Yeah, because there's so many islands to Greece. It's hard to pick one. We picked Paros, and because we've been to so many amazing beaches all over the world, like the first Ooh, beach view we saw. Us. Yeah, the first beach view we saw was just pretty average. And if you only stay at your hotel the entire time, then you could be at any hotel anywhere in the world with not that amazing, like a Even beach if it is Hotel Senia and it's awesome, yeah, it's which the, is what we did. We yeah. were staying there because it was so fun. Right. But the beach next to Hotel Senia was pretty average. So this is actually my number two was, was the day that we spent going around to the different beaches on Paros because some of them were so stunning, like Calib... Coley Beathris, or however you say that yeah. one, was my favorite beach. Golden Beach was a stunning beach that yeah. you could compare to a beach in Thailand. So that was really cool that yeah. day that and we just, just having, got to see everything. Having that freedom. And if you don't like motorbikes, they have four by fours, like cars. quads and cars and stuff. So just getting out and doing that really changed our Greece experience. And uh, and likewise, then in Santorini, we, we got a scooter and went around too and had an awesome time with that as well. So scootering on Paros slash Santorini. Um, my number two, 
since you already mentioned yours, was driving around the Isle of Skye. Um, I was a little... I, everyone told us the drive... <laughs> this is why we're always so open and honest about this. Every, because we'll talk about the things that we didn't think were as good as we thought they would be. And everyone told us the drive to the Isle of Skye. Oh, you're driving from Edinburgh to the Isle of Skye. It's, it's so fabulous. And we drove... You know, it's like a four and a half to six hour drive, depending on how many times you stop. And the whole time I kept thinking, all right, when is it going to start to get fabulous? Like, it's okay, but it's not exactly what I expected. And then we got to the ice sky and I was bumming that night. Like, this is not as cool a drive. Everyone said the drive was cool. it was raining. And it was raining. Like pouring. But then when we got on the Isle of Skye that day, we had the most magical day of weather that you could have in Scotland, which is saying a lot because every other day it basically rained after that. So we just got lucky. The one full day we had, we got in the car, we drove around, we went and saw the Quarang, and next time we go back, I'd love to hike it. We saw the Old Man in Store, which are these awesome rock formations. We went to the Fairy Glen. Yeah, I, I'll, just, I'll just throw this in there. Sky was my number one. So yeah, everything so that Chad's saying You're just, is, is exactly how I feel about how amazing it was to be on the Isle of Sky. I just... It was so incredible. And you feel, I don't know, like this history. I know Georgia's really old as well. And everything's older than the U.S. because we're a pretty new country. But I think as Americans, you hear a lot about Scotland and England since, you know, we predominantly came from that country. Yeah, a lot of ancestry from there. And I've always wanted to go to Scotland. I'm surprised it took us this long to go there. And when we arrived in England and we didn't really have any plan, I was pretty adamant about going to Scotland. And Travis, was Which like... Which we did over... We should mention, this was not our original itinerary. We were originally going to go to Iceland, if any one of you remember us talking about it. And uh, we definitely changed up our schedule. Yeah, but we for picked- one reason, because the tickets to Iceland got expensive. And, and I was like, I've always wanted to go to Scotland. Let's go up there. And Travis was like, all right, I mean, I'll go. But right. he wasn't dying to go. And when we got to Sky, it was just everything you think when you think of Scotland. Yes. And and I sh- we should give a shout out to Tiff, um, our colleague here at EPOP. And if you're a Location Indie member, you know Tiff. She's awesome. But she actually mentioned, too, going to Glencoe, which is then driving down from Sky to Glasgow. You can go through Glencoe. And that was spectacular, too. Really even amazing. After, you know, that's not only our Sky, that's on the mainland. And that was what I envisioned the drive to Sky would be, and it wasn't. So Which it was lots of mountains, and it's gorgeous. It's really beautiful, and we didn't even go up to Inverness in the in the Upper Highlands and and that whole area because we'll have to do that on another trip. But if you only have a few days to be in Scotland, you, you just have to just go straight to Sky. Goes to Sky, drive through Glencoe. It's it's spectacular, and uh, and pray, cross your fingers that you get sunny weather. I mean, I'm sure it'd be a little different if you did in the rain you'd have your own experience um but and it did rain every day even the day that was sunny we had a great amount of sun until about 5 p.m yeah well it was great we got up in the morning and from like 8 a.m to 5 p.m it was perfect day and that's exactly when we were driving around so the isle sky driving around the isle sky and my number two your number one my number one you've kind of already mentioned i was just throwing it all together omalo and dartlow in georgia so going up to omalo is a town of about 100 people dartlow is probably like 80 people. Um, It's up that crazy third most dangerous road in the world. It's only open in the summer. Again, we get more into that into the Destination Diaries. And the only reason I keep mentioning them is if you want more information, this is just a recap. We go more in depth about how to do it and and where to stay and what to see and all. But um, Omalo and Dartlow, you are just in these towns that it's like, yeah, villages that time forgot. And I was standing specifically... In Omalo, the one day you were you were back at the hotel sh- or uh, guest house Sheen, and I just went off with a camera, and I climbed to the top of this one mountain, and I'm just looking around, and I just kept saying out loud because I was is this real life? I mean, I'm just watching like horses running across these mountains and goats and everything's grazing. I'm looking, there's a huge castle right there that you can climb up to. And then there's the Caucasian, uh, Caucasus mountains that are snow capped in the distance. And I'm just thinking like, there is no way that this actually exists. So the drive up was amazing. Being up there was amazing. The drive down, less amazing for Heather because she wasn't drinking wine during that and was a little scared, but also amazing. I mean, I cannot overstate how amazing going up there was, and it was the best part of our trip to Georgia. So that was my number one experience was just being up there because not a lot of tourists go to Georgia to begin with. Plus, then you have to be there in the right season to go up there. It's hard to get to, and it it is really off the beaten path, but it is absolutely stunning. So Omalo and Dartlow in Georgia was my number one experience on the whole trip. 
Then we wanted to do our best day, our best full day. So some of this might have been already touched on. So why don't you just give us, you're adamant about keeping this category. So uh, tell us your <laughs> best day. Well, my best day is what we already mentioned, the day we spent in Sky. I think that was probably my best day. I, I don't know why. I was just really happy that day. The sun was out after so much rain and it it was beautiful. Yeah, my this is similar to our best experience, but my best day also was that day driving around the island sky. Plus, I'm cheating because I'm giving oh, you another one. And I'm not going to explain it too much. I'm just going to tell you to listen to a podcast called Why We Travel. And it is the reason this is my best day, you know, is way different than the Isle of Sky because the Isle of Sky was incredible for what we saw and beautiful. And we were just by ourselves and we were just doing whatever we wanted. The day that we talk about in the podcast entitled Why We Travel was a day in Georgia that encapsulates, believe it or not, why we travel. And it's just this crazy experience that happened, the people that we met, um, the generosity of people, and just something that you could never... Like Isle Sky, you could you could look at and you could say, okay, this is going to be my day and it's going to be awesome, but it's planned and, and you see stuff and it's great. The day that we did with Irma and going from Tbilisi to Signagi in the podcast, Why We Travel, you couldn't plan if someone gave you a million guesses and said, guess what's going to happen. You just couldn't do it. No, you couldn't. And and all this stuff happened, and that's when we ended up in the old Soviet Jeep. And um, go listen to that podcast. It's about 25, 30 minutes, much shorter than this one. But we tell the whole story and, and why the day sucked in the beginning and how it turned into this amazing day. So um, it was just cool because it was completely unscripted. And that's why it was such an amazing day. Wow. So they got to go listen to that. Unless they've already listened. If you already listened to it, you know exactly what it I'm talking about. It makes you want to listen to it, and I um, recorded it with you. Uh, the most beautiful place that we saw. Again, something you wanted us, you wanted me to keep in here, so we kept in. So give me the most beautiful place. I, I don't know if it's similar to what we've already said or not. No, because I'm going to say that it was Santorini. Because that island, when you come up on the ferry, you, all you see in front of you are these massive, massive, imposing cliffs. I never would have expected that to be where the ferry port is. It's a new ferry port, actually. And and you get out of the ferry at the bottom of these cliffs, and then you have to take a bus up, and it it's just stunning. So the whole island of Santorini is really unique because you go to different parts of it, and you get completely different beaches and different experiences. And then you go up to Oya, which is probably one of the most photographed places in all of Greece, and you see probably all of the world. Uh, if you ever see of pictures world, of Santorini, it's, it's super Oya. famous. Um, and my one regret is that we didn't actually stay in Oya because it's massively expensive. But I would have splurged and stayed there, and we didn't. So next time we will probably have to stay in Oya because it's a life goal of mine to just be at a hotel on those cliffs. It's stunning. You stunning. know, life is pretty good, and we do say this. We're very blessed. We're very lucky. You know, we try to be totally transparent and honest. You know, when stuff we, you know, we're not trying to complain. We say, "Oh, I thought it'd be better." We're just trying to say, like, this is what people feel. But you know, it's you're pretty lucky when I when we're talking about most beautiful place. We're talking about Santorini, a place that many people consider one of the most beautiful in the world, and it didn't even make my top two because, of course, I listed two because uh, I'm cheating again. Um, but it, yeah, it was great. Oh, there was, I mean, this trip was so much about beauty. I mean, we went and did the fjords in Norway, which we haven't even talked about. Yeah. And I mean, I'm going to say literally pale in comparison to the things I am talking about, which doesn't make them any less. It's just that so much that we saw was so incredible. And so for my two most beautiful places, mention them already, so I'm just going to touch on uh, the Quarang in the Isle of Skye. I, I will go back and do that hike. It's like a, you can do a three-mile hike down to the town, and it's just these crazy rock form formations. And as one of my friends, Chase, mentioned when we put it up on Instagram, he goes, hey, do you see the Dothraki there? You know, he said this looks exactly like out of Game of Thrones. Yeah. If you guys have watched that. And, I you know, I didn't think of that until he said it. I'm like, yeah, this is just crazy landscape. Um, So the Quarang in Isle of Skye. Uh, you could even say the Fairy Glen in Isle of Skye was really cool, too. Follow us on Instagram, because that's how you're going to see this stuff with the pictures, or Facebook or Twitter. We put them out there. But the other place was Omalo, which I already mentioned, and which I was, no joke, physically pinching myself and saying out loud with no one around, 
is this real life? I kept saying it yeah, because I just, I couldn't believe it. It's really cool. It's hard to narrow down because all these places were so special. But yeah, you managed to pick three, I guess. Yeah, two, kinda <laughs> two slash three. Um, all right, now we're going to do something fun. And um, again, not to belittle anywhere we went or put it down, but I like when people are made to give answers, even though I always cheat and give you like an extra one, but you still give an answer. We are going to rank the countries. So we went to five places, you know, five major places, Norway, Scotland, or we are uh, Norway, Georgia, Greece, England, Scotland. And we're counting England, Scotland separate because technically they're all they're, part of the UK. They're, but they're two different countries. Yeah, two different countries when it comes to soccer, but not when it comes to the Olympics. <laughs> Team GB. Um, I'm going to, I'm putting, we're putting like, yeah, we're going to put up or them. shut up. Here yeah, we go. Here we go. My number five, Norway. My number five, Norway. My number four, England. My number four is England as well. My number three, Scotland. Three, Scotland. And this is where I think we're going to differ. My number two, Georgia. My number two is uh, Greece. And my number one is Greece. And your number one is obviously is Georgia. Georgia. Um, which is pretty cool because, and again, Norway was great. Uh, one of the reasons for me, number five, was prohibitively expensive to do some things. And I, that plays a part in it. I mean, it's beautiful. Everything works. I was just saying going from Norway to Georgia is crazy because you're like in Norway where everything's clean, everything works. You go to Georgia where it's not dirty. It's not like it doesn't work, but it's just a, a totally different, different feeling. But I think that's why Georgia was my number one was because it was so different than anything else I had done. More than England, more than Scotland, more than Greece. It was completely, it was the most off the beaten path and most unique culture that we had been to. And that's why it was my number one. But I mean, Greece is not a bad choice, obviously. Anything right. you want to say about your rankings? Like, were they close? No, was it? I think we've said enough about all of it. All right. Much. Last yeah. thing, as we promised, the most, and this is always the best, the most unexpected awesome thing, because I think we knew the beaches in Greece were going to be great. They were great. Yes. That's we the knew thing. the mountains in Georgia were going to be great because we wiki traveled it and saw pictures. I mean, yeah, except my most unexpected thing is how much I liked Georgia. Oh, well, didn't know that so, because, as I said, we don't actually. Talk to each other before we do it. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't just the mountains in Georgia knowing that they would be beautiful. It's that I hadn't given Georgia much thought and it was Travis's pick and I was almost leaning towards, I don't even want to go to Georgia in true. a way. I totally forgot that. I forgot about that. You know, I mean, just I didn't care about it. And then before, like when we were in Norway and we were literally booking our flights for the next, you know, three days later to go to Georgia. I had started Googling it and I was like, yeah, this actually looks like a pretty impressive country. But still, when we arrived, I had no idea what to expect. We took the taxi ride from the airport, which was wild. And the taxi driver was completely all over the road and like driving up in the morning. on the sidewalk. And we drove through this kind of icky part of Tbilisi. And I was like, oh, man, is this going to be like a really just dirty city? But then, no, I was just happened to be one part of it. And... We lo I loved it. Tbilisi is beautiful and all of Georgia is really cool and stunning. So my most unexpected thing was that I really loved Georgia. I totally... Like, and I can't wait to go back there. I completely forgot that we were considering that I would just go on my own. That would have been so sad if you had missed that. I know. And I'm really glad you did go. Um, My most unexpected awesome thing is a total curveball because we haven't talked about it at all yet. And that's... Really? That I like the food, the British food. No, I'm just kidding. Um, don't like British food still. Uh, was something we did in London, and that oh. was going to see the Book of Mormon. Yep. And again, didn't talk about this. It was just really cool. I loved London way more than I have any other time we've gone. And that's because, A, we spent more time in London this past go around than we had in the previous two or three trips. So, you know, at B, we were spending, we were staying at our friend Bobby's apartment. So, you know, a little bit more flexibility there. You know, we weren't paying for accommodations so that, you know, we could afford to stay longer because London can get to you too if you're staying there and, and spending a lot. And um, three was just that it was awesome weather for the first time that we've ever been there. And we actually were supposed to go to Scotland a week earlier and we stayed in London because the weather was so nice. We're like, we can't give this up. Yeah, I mean, this happens once a year yeah. basically it's the most time we've ever spent in london and in the uk in general and yeah the book of mormon was awesome yeah like i am not a theater nerd or i wasn't and now i'm like addicted to going to see more shows i just we had heard it was good we were there in the west end it's what it's funny when you do things 
that you could do at home. I could easily go up to New York. I could see plays. We could do it in Philly. But when we were in London, we just kept walking through the West End. I kept thinking, I just want to see a show today. And so we we did. And it it was spectacular. Got really good tickets. Hilarious. Yeah. Go to the pro tip. You can go in a lottery. They have 20 pound tickets. Uh, that they release two and a half, two hours before each showtime. So if you win that, you get 20 pound tickets right up front. We didn't, but even still at the box office, we were able to get 49 pound tickets, which is like 60 US bucks. Whereas like online, they were going to be like 80 90, to 100. Yeah. And we were right like seven rows back, right in the middle. So it was great. So a very unexpected that I would have A, went to a musical while we were doing it, B, loved it so much, and then C, dragged us to another play on our last day in London, which was. The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. Not near as good as Book of Mormon, but... Uh, Still eh. fun. Yeah, Book of Mormon. Totally unexpected that we went and saw it, and I absolutely loved it. It was so much fun. Yeah, what a great so experience. basically, we just had a very successful, amazing two months of travel. Yeah, and uh, and we appreciate everyone who is following along with us um, on Instagram, at Pack of Peanuts. At Heather Sherry. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, at Pack of Peanuts. At Sartorial Stripe. At Sartorial Stripe. Uh, our Facebook page, Extra Pack of Peanuts. A lot of people were following along with us, and that was really cool because we were getting you know, live feedback. Um, you, could, like, you could see what we were doing. We could interact, and we did interact a lot on social media, which we're getting much better at, which is really fun for us. Um, plus, a lot of people giving us recommendations, which was really cool. So um, definitely check that out. Uh, hop on your phone now. Follow us interact with us. We love hearing suggestions. So thanks for everyone who gave all their feedback throughout um, and who was following along and things like that. Uh, Just a really cool two months. And uh, don't forget, if you want more listening, we've done a lot about this trip because that's the point of a travel podcast. When we travel, we want to give you as much advice and, and information as possible. So a few that you should listen to if you like this, uh, the one we mentioned, why it's called Why We Travel. It was about that crazy, awesome, unscripted day in Georgia. We did a destination diary on Georgia, a destination diary on Paros, um, the Greek island of Paros, a destination diary on Santorini, and those destination diary ones, if you guys are unfamiliar with the podcast or just new listener, um, we dive deeper into that specific destination and we give you like the real nitty-gritty where we stayed what we like best places to eat basically what we did here but a little more in depth and and people are really liking them so we'll keep them coming and we also did a similar thing where we did a uh, recap of our road trip same thing here you know ranking stuff giving you the the stats um and that was for our road trip when we went from philadelphia all the way down to new orleans passing through Asheville, nashville birmingham um and then back up through. So if you like that, or if you like this, maybe you want to give that a listen to as well, if any of those destinations interest you and you want to hear some recaps on that. So thank you guys uh, for listening today. Uh, thank you to Atuka for sponsoring this show. If you guys are looking for the travel backpack that I used during this whole time, uh, this whole trip, you can go to tortugabackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Even though I did six hours of research, that's a lie. I wasn't no, researching. You weren't researching. But. I was just holding you up for six hours. Yeah. Um, it was well worth it, and we hope you enjoyed um, our our trip and hearing about it as much as we enjoyed reminiscing about it. So, thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, feel free to reach out on social media. We appreciate it. And until next time, happy free travels. I'll show you Paris in the morning.